Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Back at a Chuckery show. Hanging out in the key studios on this Tuesday night with you. 404-726-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line. Well, Fall camp's uh, here and uh, rolling right along. NFL training camp. Uh, Falcons obviously getting some things done. And NFL Network has got you covered from coast to coast. Let's head out to the WadeFord.com hotline. Let's Ford dealer. Let's talk to one of the men in the know, chief national reporter for NFL Network, our buddy Steve Weish, joining us here. You can follow him on his personal Twitter page, at Weish89. Steve, as always, buddy, appreciate a few minutes uh, on the show tonight. No, I appreciate you having me on. Looking forward to it. You know, is it a Twitter page anymore? Or is it an X page? Because that doesn't sound right. Oh does. yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah. We're not. We're not getting into that X thing. I'm. I'm still burning Thank it you. up. Yeah. So, <laughs> hey, hey, Steve. I, you know, I've never really asked you this, but um, you you were part of a really good group of beat writers for the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, Chris Mortensen, yourself, Len Pascarelli, Vaughn, D-Led. Like, you know, for all the, you know, lack of success that the Falcons franchise had for so long, that was a really good group over the years. I mean, you were part of a pretty good club of guys that covered this Atlanta Falcons team. Yeah, don't forget Matt Winklejohn, yeah. uh, who did a hell of a job as well. Look, it's, you know, it was, it was an opportunity. And even though, um, you know, teams may not have success, it's our job to report the news. It's our job to tell great stories. And as somebody who covered a 19-win NBA team in Washington, um, and you know, and a lot of you know teams that didn't win, sometimes that's where the best stories are told, right? Because the readers, the viewers, whatever, they may not care about the end result anymore because it's not positive, but they may start caring about the people and, and things behind it, or or why things aren't working. So you get to really tell stories a little bit differently than if this team was like in first place, whatever. And, and everyone's kind of riding that wave of momentum trying to win a championship. Steve, you've been uh, spending some time up in my neck of the woods. I was uh, born and raised in Canton, Ohio. And uh, right. I know you've been uh, in Cincinnati and Cleveland. Let me ask you first about the Bengals before we get into some Falcons talk. But, boy, they dodged the ultimate bullet uh, with Joe Burrow. And that could have gone a lot worse. And it certainly looked a lot worse when it first happened. How much are they crossing their fingers up there that, hey, we dodged something out there because their season would have been over. I mean, say what you will, but their season would have been over if Joe Burrow's not the trigger man. Over. 
over. I mean, just because look at the rest of the AFC, especially even their division. And plus, he's just, I mean, other than Patrick Mahomes, he's that guy. Yeah. And, you know, he's got that Mamba mentality, so to speak, where two minutes left in the game, he's coming for the throat. And so, yeah, I mean, they feel, I won't say they feel like they dodged a bullet. They feel, the, when I was there, the attitude was like, okay, yeah, he's going to be back in a couple weeks. The interesting thing is, will Joe Burrow step on the field before he gets that contract extension? Mm. You know, that's, that's going to be – I don't know if he'll, he'll necessarily play hardball and say, hey, I'm not going to play unless I get it. But at the same time, the Bengals, you know, Duke Tobin and the people in the front office might be like, okay, let's go ahead and get this done. There's no reason not to. So that's, you know – but again, in terms of how they, they, they feel about things, it's was he's going to be back maybe by the season opener and we're going to be just fine. Because I tell you what, that roster is loaded. It is loaded, but it might be loaded for just one more year because once they pay Joe Burrow, that wide receiver trio is probably going to break up and they're probably going to start losing some more key players. Yeah, I was I was thinking, Steve, that when uh, if, if you're if you were at training camp around the Bengals facility at all, look and see if there's a dumpster full of cash because that's what it's going to take to uh, to, to pay Joe Burrow. I mean, it's it, it's going to be it's, right. yeah, it's going to be mega sized. Well, him and then Jamar Chase. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. They've got they've got they've got two scoops two scoops of money they got to dish out. So that you know that's an interesting about draft thing about drafting. Well, you want to keep your guys when they play two premium positions. It's going to hurt you in some other spots. Let me uh, ask you about the Browns. Um, you know they felt like a couple of years ago that whether ownership or coaches or general managers. You know, they looked at themselves and thought they had a Super Bowl-ready roster with Chubb and Garrett and a lot of guys on their offensive line, and they were a quarterback away. Bring Deshaun Watson in. I mean, obviously, things were kind of sideways last year and things like that, but how much pressure is there on Watson now that, look, there's still a lot of talent on that team. They've got to figure some things out, and they've got to start winning. I mean, or their coach is not going to be – look, I, I I have my issues with Stefanski about – about some of his decision-making. But, again, they need to start winning because that roster is too good to be just kind of in the muck and mire of the AFC. I, I agree. I was there today, and, man, that, that roster is really, really good. And then you add Jim Schwartz coming in as defensive coordinator. Yeah. That defense is going to be a lot better. I mean, his defenses tend to really be high takeaway teams, which is what they need. Um, I mean, you add Zedaria Smith. Along opposite of Miles Garrett on, on the edges, I mean they're they're just stacked. But no, Deshaun Watson is under pressure, right? This team mortgaged its soul to get him in a lot of different ways. And you know, last year you have to say he came in under circumstances that he brought on himself. Um, a whole lot of things were going on, and people I talked to today said he's not dealing with any of that, right? He is dealing with just playing football. So he's got to come in and win because his division is loaded with quarterbacks. The AFC is loaded with quarterbacks. And I'm telling you, man, they've got some players. That rookie wide receiver, Cedric Tillman out of Tennessee, looks like a stud. Getting Elijah Moore in the slot from the Jets looks like a stud to go with Amari Cooper. Of course, Nick Chubb. They, I mean, they've just got players all across the board. And he is the ultimate X factor to me in the NFL. If he plays well, Cleveland could be one of these teams that – could end up making a lot of trouble for a lot of teams, not just in the AFC, but the NFL. Chief National Reporter for NFL Network, Steve Weiss, joining me here on the WadeFord.com hotline. All right, let's talk about some Atlanta Falcons. By the way, are you going to do the preseason again this I'm year? Not, I'm not. 
Okay. I'm not. They, uh, you know, they, they told me thanks, uh, but they're kind of going <laughs> different directions. No, but I mean, I, I just really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. So I got nothing but love that organization for giving me a chance. Um, let's talk about this team. You know, one of the things that's been preached a lot about Arthur Smith is just positionless football. And we've heard that term, term a lot with the B. John Robinsons and Tyler Algiers and John U. Smith and Kyle Pitts and everything like that. How difficult is this offense going to be to defend? Because, again, they can do so many different things with their personnel, and especially as they get down deep. They've got a lot of ways that they can line up and look at teams. How difficult of a matchup are they going to be for teams to try to stop? Well, I mean, ideologically, it's going to be a pain. Because here's the thing. You know what they're going to do, right? They're going to run the football. But, you know, they're just not going to line up and and smash it on you. They've got, like you talked about, the varied – types of skilled players with B. John Robinson, with Tyler Algier, with Cordero Patterson. They've got massive wide receivers. And I'll tell you this, I, I talked about it when they did it. I'm glad that people are starting to recognize Mac Hollins. Right, he is a huge target, incredibly physical. He can make the big play. If you watch what he did with the Raiders, he's good near the end zone. When you saw what he did with the Dolphins, and he's an excellent special teams player, and he's a monster blocking against the run. So they've got so many different packages that they can align with. You can go three by wide and put, you know, Pitts, London, and Mac Hollins on one side, and then you come back with Jonu Smith as a weak side guy or, or somebody else, you know, B. John Robinson. There are so many different looks they can give teams to stretch the defense and then just basically run a simple power run play up the middle with Algier where they spread everybody out that so he's going to gain 15 to 20 yards. And they can give you that look 20 different times and run 20 different plays out of it. You know, Steve, um, one of the things you were dead on about was the fact that Tyler Algier would be an impactful player. And I, re- I remember watching you and, and, you know, hearing you talk about Tyler Algier and how much he was going to impact this football team. You know, I feel like with Algier, with Bijan, it really doesn't matter who's RB1. Like, I, I, I don't really think about – you know, that, okay, this guy's got to be this lead back or how are they going to split care? Like, they're going to have plenty of opportunity to run the football with both of those guys and catch the football with both of those guys. Like, I don't really look at the importance of RB1 on a team like this because they're going to do so many different things with both of those running backs. A hundred percent. I mean, you know, you know, you think about a team like the Browns, who I was up here covering, like Nick Chubb is RB1, right? He is right. just that dude. But with the Falcons – and, again, I'm going to hearken back to some things you used to see with the Saints and the Packers and some teams. If they get a first-half lead, right, a lot of times they'll go with all those different fleet packages and things like that that we just kind of talked about. The second half, you're just hitting screen plays, you're powering the ball, you're, you're crushing the clock, and just beating the hell out of teams almost into submission by the fourth quarter, a lot like what the Titans would do. They would get a, maybe even a 17-13 to 13 lead, and then they're just loading up on you in the second half and beating you to where they're going to get another second-half touchdown and a field goal to win games, you know, 27-14, to 14, just because your, your defense at some point has got to cry mercy. And, and, I, and I just, again, you know ideologically what the Falcons want to do, but they just – it doesn't matter. Again, one game it might be Tyler Algier. One game it might be Cordero Patterson. Um, you just don't know because they've got that many types of bodies, which is why the offensive line, you know, and the quarterback 
it, it really the success of this team all comes down to those two position groups. Chief National Reporter for NFL Network, Steve Weiss, joining me here on the WaitFor.com hotline. Flip over to the defensive side. You know, last time you and I talked, I said that I thought the low-key best move that this team made in the offseason was bringing Jerry Gray in. And we're already hearing guys talking about how, whether it's Richie Grant, Jalen Hawkins, Jesse Bates, guys are already talking about the influence that Jerry Gray has had on them. Look, this could be a really not just talented, but I think that this could be a special group in the secondary with Okuda, Terrell, Bates. Like, this has a chance to be something really special. Harkening back to maybe some of those old Falcon secondaries, you know, where Dion and Scott Case and some of those guys, this could be a really special group for this team. Wow, look at you bringing up the Dion's and the Ray oh, Buchanan's yeah. of the day. There oh, you go. Yeah, I mean, listen, um, listen, I remember that. Listen, Tim McKire, Deion Sanders, <laughs> Scott Case, and Brian Jordan. That was my guys, man. That was right. my guys. <laughs> right, but, but I mean, it, it's look, there's a lot of wisdom in that. Like Jesse Bates, I mean, there's just someone who just covers a lot of territory. You know, A.J. Terrell, he can cover off one side of the field. Okuda, we still need to see it, right? But as we talked about last time as well, you can have the five best DBs in the NFL. If you're not getting pressure on the quarterback, yeah. they can't cover they can't cover these studs, you know, for very long. So, you know, that's that's still the most impactful part of it. You know, and so we'll see what Ryan Nielsen can do because I mean one thing Falcons fans should know is that Saints defensive front, they found ways to generate pressure. And so if you're one of these outside linebackers slash defensive ends in this defense, you should love this because you look at some of the the edge players that came through Ryan Nielsen, and he coached some of those guys up because inside they're going to be fine with Onyemata, Clayus Campbell, and Grady Jarrett. You know they're going to they're going to stir things up. So you know again they, whether they're going to manufacture pressure, some guys can find out ways to win individually. That's really going to be the key to how things work. Well, and you know Steve, I mean again, and I bring this up all the time. I mean it's. You know, can Ebicady be that fire breather? You were just up in Cincinnati. Well, you know, Hendricks, I mean, you know, he's he's a fire breather coming off the edge. Miles Garrett's yeah, the is. ultimate uh, fire breather coming off the edge. I mean, those those are the guys that you have to have. And I wonder if an Arnold Ebicady can be that kind of player. Can he be a fire breather that comes off the edge for this team? We'll find out. I mean, you know, look, all those guys have somebody on the other side as well. I mean, Trey Hendrickson's got Sam Hubbard. You know, Miles Garrett, now he's got Darius Smith. So, you know, a lot of times you've got somebody who can steer traffic, you know, into a collision. And so they've got to find other ways to, you know, not, not give escape routes to the quarterbacks. But, yeah, I think Abe Katie, I mean, I'm a big fan of his. He's a heavy-handed guy. He, he showed flashes last year. I think there's, there's some expectation of him this year. And, you know, we'll see. Again, playing under Ryan Nielsen – he should thrive a little bit just based on some of the success he's had coaching edge players, and he's got the talent. Now if he can just pull everything together with what they're doing overall on the defensive front, you know, he could be that guy. Steve Wise, he's the chief national reporter for NFL Network. You can find him on his personal, what is it, Twitter uh, Twitter page, MySpace page. I don't know what it is nowadays. Uh, at Threads, y- uh, right. <laughs> at Weish89, and he joined me here on the WaitFor.com hotline. Steve, as always, buddy, appreciate it, man. Thanks for a few minutes uh, on the show tonight, and uh, we obviously will talk again soon. Loved it. Thanks for having me on. You got it. Uh, when we get back from the top of the hour, it will be time from the Falcons flyover. 
Uh, we'll hear from Matt Bergeron, Kadero Hodge, what they had to say, and uh, a couple other stories uh, that I want to get into as well. Arthur Blank did speak today, too. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 92 on the game, Odyssey.com app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.